0: Content warning. This episode contains themes of abandonment, depression, anxiety, insecurity, poverty, birds, unsanitary things, and displacement from one's home. Dear diary, I officially live in the city now, and it is equal parts perplexing and horrifying. My journey here was long and arduous took me much longer than expected to get here in the first place. I had never flown so far at once and severely underestimated the time required to go such a distance, as well as how exhausting it would be to do so. I had to stop and rest so many more times than I was expecting. I spent far too many nights sneaking around in abandoned barns or unsettling, rustling cornfields, contending with the wet, muddy ground and strange bats who did not know their alphabets and which only served to remind me of the ones I left behind. I saw the city skyscrapers jutting up from the horizon like strange, misshapen trees long before I reached the city limits themselves. As I got closer, it only became more apparent to me how different this was than my old home. I do not understand the city. I do not like it. It's too loud and too bright and smells much much too strongly of more things than I can list out. The air is filled with the bustling cacophony of high-rises and beeping taxicabs and spires on radio buildings that poke up into the sky, almost higher than I am capable of flying. There are no quiet sunsets. There is nothing to nurture here. Everything is loud and crowded and busy. There is no overwhelming sense of kindness in nature keeping me company. I feel very alone and very lost. Everything is so confusing. I've been trying to find the hotel address that Parker gave me, but I've been unable to. I held tightly onto this little scrap of paper. It was the one thing I have left that Parker gave me, a singular clue which at its core is a map, which will lead me to Parker, or if nothing else, lead me to the knowledge of what happened to them. While I have not been able to find the address yet, I feel this is mostly a reflection of my inability to read maps more than anything else. At least I hope so. I have never tried to read a map prior to this quest, and the city is substantially larger than I expected it to be. That's the funny thing. Back when Parker and I used to sit on the hill together at dawn talking about seeing the world, the idea of leaving behind what we knew so we could see and experience fresh things always seemed so alluring and delightful i'm not sure whether we were just wrong about what it actually would be like and were looking at everything through rose tinted glasses or whether it was the way parker's eyes would light up as they talked about it that made me yearn for it too but i find my change of location distressing and misery inducing it is not what i expected it to be i long for nothing more than to return home to my castle and my hill my bats and everything I cherished about my old home, but i am afraid that I perhaps did not appreciate enough. I have not had any luck finding a place to stay at. I tried to get a hotel, but it didn't really work out. I went to the first hotel I saw and quietly entered through the doors. There were a lot of people waiting in line. I didn't know why they did not all just descend upon the counter in a large flock and in one singular, loud voice make their demands to the clerk simultaneously. That is what birds do. But people seem to play by different rules than birds. At least some of the time. After observing the situation, I assumed I was supposed to stand in line politely too, so I did. My mismatched socks kept slipping down as I stood there, so I kept pulling them up each time hoping that this was considered polite and appropriate behavior for someone waiting in line. I stood in line for nearly 15 minutes before it was finally my turn to approach the counter. When I did, I told the clerk at the desk that I wanted to rent a room. I hope that was what I was supposed to say. She told me how much it would cost. I suddenly became aware that I did not possess any money, but undeterred, I offered her what I THINK was a dried slice of pizza that I'd found in the treasure can outside of the building. I'd used some pink pieces of glue to stick some little plastic eyes onto it, and used the same glue to stick a banana peel to its head like a hat. The clerk looked positively aghast as I presented this to her as currency, before she took a deep breath and informed me that my creation was not a form of payment they accepted. She looked disgusted as she said this and I felt awful about myself and mad at myself. I had only been in the city for a few hours and had already messed up terribly. Mortified, I mumbled something about not having any money, picked up my sculpture, and left before security could escort me out. I almost threw my sculpture away when I left the hotel. But it was looking at me with its little plastic eyes, and suddenly I could not bear the idea of getting rid of it. It may be a piece of pizza with eyes glued on, wearing a hat, but in this strange and terrifying place it is the only friend i have right now i do not have the confidence to try another hotel not right now i am too exhausted to try furthermore i'm assuming they also would not accept my sculpture's payment and i am no longer certain i want to part with it anyways instead i have decided to take up residence for now on top of the library At least until I have enough money for a hotel room. I hope I find Parker soon. I just want things to be okay again. And I'm so very tired. Diary of Mothman is a podcast adapted from the immersive novel The Same Name and was written and directed by Ashley Craft and produced by Ashley Craft and Exquisite Lore. Mothman was voiced by Ashley Craft. The music was by The Westerlies. You can support this podcast by telling your friends about it, giving us a good rating on the podcast side of your choice, or supporting us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. You can find the links in our description. Thank you for listening.